Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Mr. Classic Wrestling Podcast. And today I'm going to go over my review of WCW Sold Out 2000. Starting off the evening, we'll go to our first match of the night. It is Dean Malenko versus Billy Kidman in a catch and can match, if you will. Number one, I thought it was a horrible matchup, uh, but it was a back-and-forth matchup between both Malenko and Kidman. Dean then somehow leaves the ring. Charles Robinson, the referee, is calling him back to the ring. And then all of a sudden, he, he signals for the bell. The bell goes off. The match is over. So basically, the reason why Dean Malenko had lost this match is because his feet touched you know, the outside of the ring first. And that was the end of the match, which gave Billy Kidman the win. Again, I hate these stipulations to these matches. I don't understand them, and it's not needed. These guys had a regular match. They would have tore the house down at Sold Out 2000. But hats off to Billy Kidman for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is Vampiro versus Crowbar versus David Flair in a handicap match. Again, it was an okay matchup, back-and-forth matchup between all competitors involved, with Vampiro ultimately hitting the finish on David Flair, pinning him for the three, and your winner of the match is Vampiro. Hats off to Vampiro for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go to our next match of the, of the night. It is Johnny the Bull and Big Vito versus the Harris Brothers. Again, okay matchup, back-and-forth matchup between both teams, but somehow Inferno hits a finish on one of the Harris Brothers. And Johnny the Bull and Big Vito pin for the three, and your winners of the match are Johnny the Bull and Big Vito. Again, hats off to Johnny the, Johnny the Bull and Big Vito for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go to our next match of the night. It is Oklahoma versus Medusa for the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. Again, I thought this match was completely awful. Um, it was a back-and-forth matchup between both Oklahoma and Medusa, with Oklahoma ultimately hitting a roll-up on Medusa, pinning her for the three, and your winner of the match and at that time still WCW uh, Cruiserweight Champion is Oklahoma. Again, I didn't understand the whole gimmick with Oklahoma. Obviously, it's a diss towards Jim Ross, which Jim Ross is a legend, man. He's one of the greatest commentary guys in the business. Um, and Medusa, I mean, a.k.a. Alundra Blaze, fantastic athlete, great female competitor, and all in all, great wrestler. But I feel like they had no idea what to do with Medusa in WCW. I really don't. I really, really don't. Maybe the early days of WCW, maybe. Towards the end, she was just a valet, man, for Macho Man Randy Savage. And then she was hanging out with Evan Courageous. She, I think she deserved better than that, in my honest opinion. But hats off to Oklahoma for getting the win in this match and at the time retaining the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. Moving on from that, we go to our next match of the night. It is Norman Smiley versus Ming versus Fit Finley versus Brian Knobs in a WCW Hardcore Championship match. Again, it was an okay matchup, back-and-forth matchup between both Norman, Ming, Finley, and Brian Nobbs. Uh, Brian Nobbs was keeping the pace of the match. Nobbs ends up hitting Norman Smiley with a shield, pinning him for the three, and your winner of the match, and still at that time, WCW Hardcore Champion is Brian Nobbs. Um, again, really good matchup. Hats off to Brian Nobbs for getting the win in this match and retaining the Hardcore Championship. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is Perry Saturn versus Billy Kidman in a bunkhouse brawl match. <clears throat> um, again, this was a really good matchup. Uh, back and forth matchup between both Perry Saturn and Billy Kidman. Um, Kidman ultimately hits the finish on Perry Saturn, pins him for the three, and your winner of the match is Billy Kidman. A couple things I'll take away from this match is, number one, Perry Saturn. You know, before I, I stated that Perry Saturn, in the, at least in the beginning, his career in WCW was completely surrounded by Raven and the flock. Um, and to me, 
Perry Saturn had a phenomenal career, in my honest opinion, when he was in ECW, working with John Cronus in that tag team. You know, to me, he's ECW alumni. When he got into WCW, all it was was Saturn versus Raven, Raven versus Saturn. And now that he, you know, finally started doing his own thing and doing some other matches besides having matches with Raven, and then obviously getting into the stable with, you know, Shane Douglas, Dean Malenko, Chris Benoit as the revolution, um, it just goes to show you how he kind of like, you know, started getting a lot better in his career as far as his career in WCW. Uh, Billy Kidman, uh, underrated, hands down underrated. Billy Kidman was one of the best cruiserweights, in my honest opinion, that WCW had and had to offer. Um, number one, him making the Shooting Star Press world famous. I mean, he was the first one to kind of pull that move off. And it was just watching that move alone was like poetry in motion, man. You know, watching him do that flip off the top rope into that Shooting Star Press, absolutely awesome, man. Absolutely insane. And at least this night, that sold out 2000, man, Billy Kidman, I mean, the fans just gravitated towards Billy Kidman, man. They absolutely adored him. You know, he was a humongous babyface coming into this match, and he was a babyface the entire night at Sold Out 2000, man. The fans the fans were completely gravitated towards Billy Kidman. So hats off to Billy Kidman for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is Booker T versus Stevie Ray. Again, it was an okay matchup, back-and-forth matchup between both Booker T and Stevie Ray. Uh, again, Booker T was keeping the pace of the match. But then all of a sudden, Ahmed Johnson comes to the ring, pretty much power bombs Booker T, and Booker T gets the win by disqualification. Um, after that power bomb from Ahmed, jo- Ahmed Johnson on Booker T, uh, Stevie Ray then announced that the new Harlem Heat will consist of now Ahmed Johnson and Stevie Ray. Now, if you guys don't know who Ahmed Johnson is, uh, he wrestled in WWF or WWE, if you will. Um, had matches with Goldust, uh, part of the Nation of Domination. Had some good matches uh, against Farouk because of the Nation of Domination. So he's had some really decent matches in WWE. And then here he is now in WCW. And now this is the new Harlem Heat moving forward. So, again, hats off to Booker T for getting the win. I just wish it was a clean finish. Moving on from that, we go into our next match on the card. It is Jerry Flynn versus Tank Abbott. Again, this match was horrendous, man. This match was awful. Uh, I don't know much about Jerry Flynn, but I do know a lot about Tank Abbott. Tank Abbott, former uh, former MMA star, uh, made a career for himself, if you want to call it that, in the UFC. I didn't think he was that good of an uh, MMA fighter, in my honest opinion. Uh, but it seemed like he took his talents to World Championship Wrestling, and they had this, uh, I don't even know what kind of match you want to call this. Uh, the match was awful, but Tank ultimately wins by a botched punch to the face on Jerry Flynn. And the match was over. Referee called the match, and Tank Abbott won by TKO. And the only reason why they did this was to kind of hype up Tank Abbott because he was in the UFC. Look, man, Tank Abbott, full disclosure, I don't know if you guys do watch MMA or UFC, Bellator, Ryzen, whatever it is that you guys do watch, or if you guys don't even watch MMA at all. I watch MMA. I'm a big fan of UFC, big fan of Bellator. I watch Tank Abbott's fights. Tank Abbott ain't that good of an MMA fighter. I'm sorry. He's just not. And then there's other wrestlers, you know, other fighters from MMA that came over to pro wrestling. Number one being Ken Shamrock. Ken Shamrock's MMA career was not that bad. In my honest opinion, it wasn't. Yeah, he got beat up by Tito Ortiz. Okay. But this was also the same guy that had one hell of a fight against Royce Gracie. I believe it was at UFC 1. You know, and then he also had a a fight against Dan Severn. And Dan Severn also went into WWE. 
what's the excuse for Tank Abbott? And then you're only building Tank Abbott up to go up against Goldberg. That's all it was. That's all it was. And then not only that, towards the end of Tank Abbott's WCW run, he was hanging out with Evan Courageous in three count. Hilarious. Ridiculous. Tank Abbott was not that good of an MMA fighter. I can tell you all that right now. And then they were building him up to be this indestructible thing, a force, if you will, in WCW. I, I didn't see it. Because his, his mixed martial arts career was trash. I'm sorry. I've been watching mixed martial arts since I was like 15 years old, man. That guy was trash. Absolutely trash. And there's a lot of good heavyweights out there, man. Even the UFC now. Steve Amiochik. Uh, Francis Nagano. Cyril Gaon. Derek Lewis. But again, this is a wrestling podcast. But I'm just saying there's a lot of heavyweights out there that could make a transition to from you know UFC or MMA and over to WWE, uh, WWE or AEW that would make a hell of a more impact than Tank Abbott did in WCW, in my honest opinion. But hats off to Tank Abbott for getting a win in this match. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is Diamond Dallas Page versus Buff Bagwell in a last man standing match. Again, it was a decent matchup. Back and forth matchup between both DDP and Bagwell. But DDP was keeping the pace of the match. But Bagwell ended up getting the win in this matchup. Again, it was an okay matchup. The whole storyline around this matchup was was Bagwell really messing with Kimberly Page, which I don't even know, again, if Diamond Dallas Page was still married to Kimberly Page at this time. And I didn't get the whole – I didn't get the storyline. I really didn't. You know, and I feel like this was a part of DDP's career that was kind of going downhill. In my, just in my opinion, man, I think DDP could have done a hell of a lot better than going up against Bagwell. But hats off to Bagwell for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is The Wall versus Billy Kidman, again, in a cage heat match. Pretty much a steel cage match. Um, again, okay matchup, back and forth matchup between both The Wall and Billy Kidman. But The Wall ultimately hits a choke slam on Billy Kidman, pinning him for the three, and your winner of the match is The Wall. Again, it was an okay matchup. I don't know a whole lot about the wall, but Billy Kidman, again, underrated cruiserweight. And, and, you know, the guy, you know, made himself a legend, in my honest opinion, in WCW. He was a fantastic cruiserweight. The shooting star is a synonymous maneuver in pro wrestling. And, again, at least this night, he was completely over this night, man. The fans loved Billy Kidman. It looked like he was, he had three matches in one night. I mean, come on, man. He went up against Dean Malenko, Perry Saturn, and then goes up against this guy, the wall, who was like a freaking unit. Guy's like 6'5", 380. Billy Kidman's like 5'8", and 140 pounds soaking wet. What do you expect that was going to happen? It was. It would be like Billy Kidman going up against Vader. If Vader got his hands on Billy Kidman, Vader hits a moonsault off the top rope, game over. You probably wouldn't see Billy Kidman wrestle anymore after that. What do you expect that was going to happen? Plus, he already wrestled two matches prior to going up against the wall. But again, hats off. To Billy Kidman for the amount of stuff that he did that night. But again, hats off to the wall as well for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is Kevin Nash versus Terry Funk in a hardcore match. Number one, I thought this was a good match, man. It was a back-and-forth matchup between Nash and Terry Funk in the beginning. Nash hits a devastating powerbomb on Terry Funk off the announce table that was absolutely brutal. Nash was keeping the pace of the match. Nash then hits another jackknife powerbomb on Terry Funk through a chair structure, pins him for the three, and your winner of the match is Kevin Nash. Again, I thought this was a really good matchup, man. And Terry Funk, you got to give credit where credit's due, man. Terry Funk is an absolute legend. Absolute legend, man. 
I mean, that guy is the definition of hardcore wrestling, in my honest opinion. I'm sorry. I and mean, there's a lot of hardcore wrestlers out there, man. Even nowadays, I'm not taking anything away from the guys that are doing these death matches and stuff like that. You know, Nick Gage, that guy is absolutely insane. New Jack was insane. Um, you know, a lot of the guys from ECW were absolutely insane. But then you got guys like Terry Funk, who kind of broke the mold with hardcore wrestling. You know, he had matches from, you know, FMW, ECW. I mean, this guy wrestled forever, it seemed like. And you just, I mean, he just kept on going. You know, the matches he had with Cactus Jack and FMW were just absolutely brutal, man. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. Even Terry Funk matches he had in ECW, man, they were not, I mean, they weren't easy matches. He was getting his ass kicked. And he was an old man. I mean, old man doing moonsaults off the top of a ladder at like 50-some years old. I mean, insane stuff. And to me, Terry Funk is a defi- you know, the definition of hardcore wrestling. Man. I think he made that kind of relevant. Kind of pass the torch over to, you know, Mick Foley. You know, Bruiser Brody's another one, man. Brody had a lot of hardcore matches or brought at least a hardcore element, if you will, to professional wrestling. I mean, those matches to me, in my honest opinion, those matches that he had with Abdullah the Butcher and how crazy Abdullah was, it's it just crazy wrestling, man. Abdullah, you know, would try to beat the hell out of uh, Bruiser Brody. Bruiser Brody would try to beat the hell out of Abdullah the Butcher. Th- those matches are synonymous in pro wrestling, man. Those guys beat the hell out of one another, you know, and that's and that's why Bruiser Brody, you know, he kind of, to me, started the whole, you know, besides Terry Funk, then there was Bruiser Brody, and then there was Mick Foley, because Brody just, you never knew, I mean, Brody came into the ring, like, what, 6'8", six, 6'9", six, something like that, I mean, this guy was huge, you know, bringing a chain to the ring, and just beat the hell out of you, and Abdullah, I mean, nobody gives a lot of credit to Abdullah the Butcher, that guy went through hell in his in-ring career, man. You know, and always brought a hardcore element into professional wrestling. Or the original, you know, the Sheik. Not the Iron Sheik, the Sheik. You know, kind of embodied the whole, you know, the whole hardcore element as well of professional wrestling. You know, it's just crazy, man. It's crazy how Terry Funk wrestled for so long and still brought it every single time he got into the ring. It was absolutely insane, man. He's an absolute legend. So, again, I got to give credit where credit's through. Hats off to Nash for getting the win. But, again, hats off to Terry Funk for still at this time, man, still giving everybody a great performance and showing everybody he can still go in the professional wrestling world, man. It's crazy. But hats off to Nash for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is the main event of Sold Out 2000. It is Sid Vicious versus Chris Benoit for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Again, it was a good matchup. It was a back-and-forth matchup between both Sid Vicious and Chris Benoit. But Benoit quickly applies a cross face on Sid Vicious and your winner of the match by submission and new at that time, WCW World Heavyweight Champion is Chris Benoit. Again, man, this, I always give these shows a rating. And this one was actually kind of difficult, man, because there was some decent matches on here and some matches that I really could have done without. The Johnny Bull, Big Vito versus the Harris Brothers, you could trash that match, not needed. Oklahoma versus Medusa, not needed. Uh, Norman Smiley, Manning, Fit Finley, and Brian Knobs. It was an okay match, but I could have done without. The Billy Kidman matches were great. The match he had with Perry Saturn, the match he had with Dean Malenko. Great matches. Absolutely great match. Except for, you know, <clears throat> the whole stipulation with the Dean Malenko match. If it was a if it was a regular match, it would have been fine. But the whole stipulation, I could have done without it. Nash versus Terry Funk, to me, was the match of the night on this card. You know what I mean? I, Kevin Nash beat the hell out of Terry Funk, and 
Terry Funk just kept on going, man. When he hit that jackknife powerbomb through that announcer's table, I didn't think Terry was going to get up. Terry got up, and then Nash was still beating the hell out of Terry Funk, and then Nash put two chairs in the center of the ring, stacked up against each other, and did another jackknife powerbomb on Terry Funk through those chairs back first. This is a man that's standing there 60 years old and just beat the hell. I mean, he was busted wide open. Man, It was just brutal, brutal, absolutely brutal. But again, this is my review of WCW Sold Out 2000. I hope you guys are out there staying safe. Be careful and remember, stay classic. Peace.